It's DTS 182 and Happy New Year, Guardians. We had a leak for DLC number two, all that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What's good, everybody, and welcome to Destiny, the show, the Destiny News podcast to keep you, the Guardian, ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. I am BBK Dragoon. I'm joined, as always, by my great co-host, Diddy. What's up, man? How was your holiday? My holiday was great. How was yours? It was super good. If I sound a little echoey, it's because I've got a, kind of a new set of scenery, at least for where I'm recording today. Nice. It might be a little bit echoey. It's in... It's, a, it's like a cave. If I, if I could describe <laughs> it, I'm recording deep within cave. It's your own cave. personal recording booth that's right my man cave (laughs) oh man i enjoy like this time of the year it's my favorite i take time off of work and get to spend some time with family hope the listeners got to do the same and a good way to just blow off steam i've actually not really been touching many games at all the last probably weekish week and a half which has also been pretty nice but i did get breath of the wild for wii u like nice two weeks ago and it was dude great game (laughs) highly recommend i'm not that deep into it but i can totally understand why people were angry at me for thinking horizon was better horizon amazing game but i think breath of the wild so far is just one of those like masterpieces people will look at for years to come yeah sanic and i are actually looking at getting a nintendo switch we don't (sighs) have one yet and we we don't have any nintendo consoles nintendo's been the one console brand that we haven't really got ourselves since Mm -hmm. like gamecube right yeah uh, we never got into the Wii, the Wii U, but now the Switch is out and it's got a lot of great games. Breath of the Wild is really, really encouraging us to to take the plunge. Dude, any temptation. <laughs> I'm not the right person to talk to because I want to get a Switch as well. <laughs> Everybody I know who owns a Switch is like, dude, this is the best console out right. Like, this is so stinking cool. And Nintendo, man, they know how to make fun games. I was playing, they again, do spend time with family some of my family members have a wii and they have like super mario galaxy 2 and donkey kong country returns and you go and play these games and you're like these are ridiculously good games like what the heck this is on the wii like it's just yeah it's one of those it's one of those brands or that just has all the games where you sit down and just have fun right Ah, it's not super intense it's not like you have to dedicate three hours of your time to actually play it even though you probably just do that anyways without realizing Mm -hmm. because it's so fun right it's just you feel satisfied after playing one of those games and it's uh you know that's uh that's where we need to go in life it, I think. it totally takes you away from the reality that is the triple a's right now right battlefront <laughs> 2 of course we've yeah. been talking about spend game and eververse critiques for a long time so in today's program we're going to actually talk mainly about i think it's god of mars isn't that the title of the uh, mm-hmm. the leaked dlc we don't know if it's alleged title allegedly we're gonna be talking mainly about that leak today and less so on constant uh eververse bashing if you want to hear us totally get passionate about eververse bashing check out last week's show both the and i gloves came off we're disappointed with the direction that they're taking things and like you said diddy unless they change really quickly they are probably going to sink the franchise if it goes down the road of eververse much further so if you want to get deep into the nitty-gritty with that um, check out last week's program. With all that said, my friend, shall we transition to the news? News! News! So, Diddy, 
I wasn't fully done talking about Eververse just yet. Did you send this video out of, the, I mean, this crazy breakdown of best case scenario and worst case scenario costs of Eververse items? Yeah, so there's this really great video kind of, uh, since we talked about the plumber, uh, a DTS legend at this point, uh, breaking down all the math behind Eververse and the dawning uh, on Reddit. That kind of you know got the ball rolling with a couple other content creators as well. There's this video from Cost Gaming, COS Gaming, and the title of his video, it's about 13 minutes long, is the mathematical scam behind the Eververse Destiny 2: The Dawning. And um, long story short, basically it takes a significant and ridiculous amount of time to actually earn all of the items within Eververse, and uh, it's you know kind of just like yeah you should buy it don't waste your time buy it please that's what or not even please Bungie's just saying buy it throw money at your screen right yeah so i think it alluded to the fact that yeah you could earn these in game but some of the time estimates like under best case scenarios were things like you would have the whole catalog by 2020 and you're like yeah oh my god yeah gosh. if you played eight hours a day every single day until you got everything an average or b better case scenario was like 800,000 minutes of gameplay to it, earn everything. It's ludicrous. And then it actually breaks down the cost, since you can't purchase Silver Dust, of what best and worst case scenarios would be. Some of these things, just dumb things, emotes, in worst case scenarios are like $800. And you're just <laughs> sitting there going, who came up with these costs, dude? This is such a scam. Yeah, and you know that they've done the exact math. Yeah, because, you know, they're developing it. Right. But in the video, he breaks it down. This is how much silver. That's, this is how much one U.S. dollar real world money is in terms of silver. And this is how much, you know, that breaks down into bright dust and then how much each item in terms of bright dust is worth for each item in game. And some of them are like just average pieces of gear that like a sparrow or exotic sparrow or exotic ship from eververse is like 68 dollars or something it's it's crazy yeah i think it's a really good watch it'll be on our website destinytheshow.com it's not one of those my blood's boiling kind of videos but one of those yeah this is the reality of things yeah it hits you hard i don't mm -hmm. want to put money into something like this i don't want to see any part of this grow further you know yeah exactly all right then good sir so god of mars leaked onto the psn store this is not the first time we've seen a particular leak like this in destiny 2 all of this is unconfirmed all of this could totally be fake but for the sake of the discussion today diddy and actually me personally i think it's probably legit so why don't we go over what the little playstation network you know flavor text was for all of the things coming with god of mars and just talk about it yeah, sure, exactly. So, of course, uh, if you don't own a PlayStation, you know, if you go to the PSN store, you'll, you'll pull it up there. Uh, but it says Destiny 2 Expansion 2, Gods of Mars. Thank you. It's a $20 price tag. And it says March 2018, estimated launch time. We, we can talk about how that's interesting to me mm -hmm. in just a moment. Um, and the description reads as follows, and I quote here, Destiny 2 Expansion 2 Gods of Mars sends your, sends your guardian on a long journey to a brand new destination, the Frigid Vale of Mars, with an array of new missions, adventures, and enemies to fight. Charlemagne has awoken, or excuse me, Charlemagne has, Charlemagne has reawoken on Mars and has imprisoned Rasputin within, <laughs> within an ancient vault 
work with the elusive Anna Bray, long throughout, long thought to be dead, in order to combat Charlemagne's remnants, free Rasputin, and uncover the secrets of Clovis Bray. So I have a question, Diddy. Yes. Do you think Rasputin would let me use some of that vault to store the gear that I have? Because oh I am running out of space. I mean, if this is this the solution that Christopher Barrett was talking about for vault space right here? You know, uh, long term and short term. Let's remember his exact words: short term and long term solutions to uh, a few of the items that we've been wishing for. So, uh, get your bright dust ready for extra vault space. <laughs> Now, oh my goodness. do I have to unlock it through a loot box? Because I've been saving up some dust, but I almost there blew it are, at the dawning. There are no loot boxes in Destiny. They're called engrams. Okay? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Thank you for correcting me. Let's hit the feature Bright list engrams. and then talk about our reactions and thoughts to this. Sure, yeah. So the features here are the bullet point list here. Explore the Frigid Vale, a new destination that conceals the mysterious Clovis Grove and Charlemagne's vault beneath its surface. New story missions and adventures, new themed weapons, armor, and gear to earn, new cooperative activities, new cooperative, excuse me, new co competitive multiplayer arenas, new enemy faction, and bosses. Okay, the only thing that sounds non-standard there is new enemy faction. Mm -hmm. Okay, Charlemagne's involved. Do you think they will do something like these are Siva Cabal. You know, it's really funny you say that because I was joking when I first saw this new enemy faction. The Blue Legion of Cabal, right? Because we fought the Red Legion in Destiny 2 Vanilla. These ones are from the cold, frigid Vale, noted yeah. by their blue marks. <laughs> the Warm Cabal or the, the Cold Cabal or something ridiculous like that. But yeah, yeah so let's let's put this in perspective right so obviously if we don't know or if you don't know charlemagne and rasputin are both warmind ais in the destiny universe charlemagne is the ai of mars and rasputin uh, was on earth um, and uh, in destiny one in the lore rasputin was trying to you know reactivate or take control of other warminds so probably something tying in there in terms of the lore but if we think about this like you said siva cabal uh, new enemy faction was kind of, or new enemy variant was kind of the selling point of Rise of Iron, and it turned out to just be Fallen, Siva-ified, right? Yeah. And it's like, that is probably a very real possibility. It's just, it's probably going to be Cabal, Fallen, or uh, Cabal, Vex, who else is on Mars? Fallen, are the Fallen on Mars? I think the Fallen were on Fallen Mars. Fallen go wherever they want to go, my man. Yeah, they're scavengers, right? So. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, they were on Mars. I remember now. I think and it could be any of those, right? The Taken were on Mars. Just kind of different, you know? And I think that's a very real possibility. There was a more um, direct tie, though, to the Fallen, if you think about SIVA and sort of the worship of technology with the Fallen and how the two sort of merged. So I do remember Axis, there was a loose allusion to Charlemagne. I don't think it was confirmed, but we talked about it a long time ago in the grimoire cards for axis it sounded mm. like there was a direct link like maybe charlemagne was the one pulling the strings for axis i would love to see some threads like that come into fruition where destiny or bungie acknowledges kind of at least the story of destiny one in some ways and ties the the two together and be like yeah well he mm. was just my minion and i have now rebuilt him even better as this mini boss um <laughs> march 2018 axis becomes a strike boss 
Yeah. Axis is the strike boss. March 2018 to me seems plausible in the sense of their original plan because that's the start of season three. We've heard a lot of Activision um, earnings calls where they're touting how they're going to deliver content on a more regular basis. Mm -hmm. However, with the backlash and the complete disappointment of Curse of Osiris, just how shallow it was, if they release in March something comparable in length to Curse of Osiris and engagement, holy cow, the train wreck is going to be... Nosedive. Oh, it's going to be unrecoverable. I think you're going to have so many people abandon the game at that point. I mean, there's a lot of people abandoning right now, which totally understand. But do you think March? Do you think April? You were more a May person, thinking back to House of Wolves, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I was. And the reason I say the March leak here is really interesting is because what I said way back when Destiny 2... I say way back, just a few months ago... Uh, when Destiny 2 first launched, with the timing of DLC 1, uh, you know, Curse of Osiris coming out in December, right? That's the last month of the quarter, of the financial quarter. Yeah, that's a good point. March is the last month of Q1, quarter 1, 2018. Mm -hmm. So if they want to hit quarterly earnings, goals, metrics, whatever you want to call it, then this DLC launching early March 2018 makes the most sense, right? But like you said, if they release something that's com- comparable to A Curse of Osiris and they don't make any drastic changes, like that's what needs to happen to rectify this situation. A drastic change, drastic improvement needs to happen. Otherwise, it's just going to be more of the same in the eyes of the community, I think. I, I then, totally agree. You know, they hopefully they would recognize that and say, oh, crap, what we have is not going to meet that expectation. Let's push it back, right? Very mm-hmm. similar to House of Wolves, how we originally thought that it was going to be March. Uh, it was pushed back to May, April, May. And then, you know, they have a bigger, slightly larger, better update to provide to us. The key here is they have to communicate that. Like if they say, oh, we need to push back development and then leave it at that. Okay, what are they doing, right? They they need to be able to communicate yeah, due to community feedback, we felt the final product was not what we think you need. So we're going to make these improvements, make these changes, and come back with a more polished, appropriate product for the time. I think the super key thing you pointed out is the quarterlies, though, because those investor earnings calls are key. And when you have a new expansion launching in that quarter, it absolutely um, inflates the monthly active user counts the way Activision and Blizzard tabulate monthly active users as an average across that quarter so those three months and if you have an expansion launching in it that will offset your drier months a little bit when it comes down to the average i am well just be real i don't really care about some new story missions (laughs) a new location one new strike and the new raid layer actually the raid layer i do care about that's actually it's not even mentioned It's not even mentioned in this leak, right? Yeah, but Obviously, they, they did not say official. we were going to be getting another raid layer. I mean, it's pretty presumable. But yes, they, they did say that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I just wanted to point out that this it's leak a good point. did not mention it's any raid point. at all. I agree. Um, I really want to see Bungie every single month delivering substantial updates to fix Endgame. 
That's the this, State of Destiny post every month. That would be great. Exactly. Like real things coming in January, like we're changing prestige rewards. We're fixing the rewards for raids. We're working on more improvements to the mod system like Christopher Bear talked about. And oh yeah, here's private matches as well. And then February arrives and we see more of that. If they do not move quickly, I guarantee you some new story missions, a new strike, and some PvP maps are going to do nothing but make the community more frustrated. <laughs> Eververse is a huge problem. And we've talked about it on the show for like six weeks. We are really disappointed with the direction that they've taken the game and Eververse. But even if Bungie tomorrow just turned Eververse off completely, it doesn't resolve the end game problem within Destiny mm-hmm. 2. Destiny 2 needs such a big rehaul and rework, something far more substantial than what the Taken King did to Destiny 1. Destiny 1 vanilla in DB and House of Wolves had problems had shortcomings for sure and the taken king really was like the title update that it needed d2 needs a title update on a grand scale like double the size of ttk in in terms of the fundamental changes you know yeah it needs an age of triumph makeover exactly age of triumph brought back i say back right it brought back a lot of old content but it gave it at current relevant levels and it had you know some type of revamp with mm-hmm. it as well it had stuff that you wanted to work towards it wasn't just oh yeah vault of glass level 30 or 335 whatever whatever the power level was or light level was at that point it had something that you wanted to go after and like you said even if they turn off eververse well, what, what am i gonna still what am i gonna work towards in destiny 2 if there's there's a very short list of things that I actually want in the game, and it needs to be a huge list of things that I actually want in the game. And it's a compounding issue in that Eververse is never going away. Even though Bungie has said they've heard our feedback right. and they're going to rework, it's never going away. I guarantee you that. Their rework of it, though, it you have to take a lot of those great items and great pursuables and put them in the game and strike specific loot and bring back the mountain of quality of life changes that D1 brought with it and then expand mm-hmm. upon those. So for me, it is, it's just a big task. I think they're very capable of it as long as they can swallow the pride of admitting and, and definitely showing us in their actions, not their words, that we're sorry D2 is a step backwards in many ways, and we are committed to moving it in the direction of making this a great game you want to play each day. Because Diddy, like, I think about Destiny 1, especially Age of Triumph era, the record book was a great motivator, but more so than that, the raid armor sets, and this is just a very specific example, the new raid armor sets were really pretty. And then if you got the ornaments with them, they were the greatest looking armor sets in the game. And the pace at which you could earn those ornaments meant you really had to pick the sets that you wanted to go for instead of all four of them immediately. You know what I'm saying? That would be a long-term summer goal if you wanted to get all of them with all the ornaments. Destiny 2 feels so samey. I I walk around the tower and I just feel like my guardian is a copy pasta of seven other warlocks (laughs) walking around in there. And I don't feel like there's any customization to be chased after. In D1, where, okay, I'm going to go grind this playlist because an IS Luna might drop. And I really want an IS Luna with these perks on it. Oh, I got this IS Luna. It's missing that one perk that I want. But I'm going to use this for now. That is gone to me in D2. It just feels, everybody Mm -hmm. feels like we're working for the same six things. We get it. And then you're done. Unless you want to spend Eververse money for reskin ships that all look the same. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, when I finished the Destiny 2 campaign, I on PC specifically, I knew the piece of gear that I wanted. I wanted to complete my Night Stalker tree, and I wanted Orpheus Rigs. That was my goal. And that's it. That's two items, right? One of those is very easily acquirable, that subclass. And then the other one's RNG-based. Within three or four public events, I got an Exotic Engram, decrypted Orpheus Rigs. My grind is done. I have no other gear that I want to work towards, right? I'll use whatever gun, whatever. And I got the... The weapon I really wanted was the raid sword, and I got that from a clan Ingram. So thank you, PC Destiny, Destiny to Show Clan. But that my grind was done at that point. And with Age of Triumph, you may, reminded me, we were coordinating raid teams because of specific challenge modes that week, right? Mm-hmm. The challenge modes were only active for that limited time, and that gear that I wanted was only active in that challenge. So I needed to coordinate a time to actually do that with some, you know, with some people, right? With some guardians and. That just doesn't exist in Destiny 2 to me. Yeah, the Vogue sets were gorgeous, but I remember specifically making the choice, I want to build the Crota's End set first. And so my Warlock has a full Crota's End Age of Triumph set. And super proud of that decision when I walk around the tower. I know, cool, that's what I did. But when I look over and I see you with your Vogue set and the the full ornaments, and I, I go, wow, I know what you went through to get that. Whereas now, a lot of times, yeah. and I'm glad you mentioned the Clan Engram thing, I can understand why they did it. I can actually sometimes enjoy it. But even today, when I hop back in after not playing for like a week, all those those rewards feel super hollow to me because I I didn't engage in the activity to earn them. And I, I know that's probably a discussion for another time, but it all comes back to this weird investment game paradigm in which player customization in many investment games is the end game and destiny 2 it just feels like there's such limited options for what you want your character to look like and especially crazy limited options and how they perform i mean weapons with you know no (laughs) random rolls gone everything's super super samey and again i understand why they made them i just don't agree with the decision i don't think it helped for the better yeah i would agree you know uh, yeah that's i mean I don't think there's anything else that can be said here. Uh, you know, my, my theory, and I know we said we weren't going to dive into Eververse anymore, but my th- my dream, right, the drastic mm-hmm. thing that Bungie would need to change is th- one of the main arguments is, well, I have to pay for the DLC. Why are there microtransactions also? Yeah. The drastic thing that I think Bungie could do, and they're not going to do it, after the DLC 2 and they announce what DLC 3 and 4 or title update 1 or whatever for Destiny 2, like the Taken King style expansion that supposedly should come in 2018, late 2018, just make it free. Very, a huge update, right? You don't have to, you don't have to touch Eververse, right? A huge update with all this new gear to work towards, just make it free. That's, that would be mm. on the scale of drastic things that I think that would need to be, that would need to change. Yep. I mean, look at the Division, look at where the Division was when it launched, look at the first few months of the Division and how it went from the hypest of the hype, the Destiny Killer, to, wow, this game has a ton of fundamental problems within it, yet the devs over the last few years have kept at it, communicated well with the community, had their game improve, 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 and now 1.8 of the Division is fantastic. I think it's pulled a lot of players away from Destiny. Warframe has been mm-hmm. an incredible fun game for both you and I that we've been playing the last three or four months. Bungie is more than capable 
of pulling a division. Bungie is more than capable of doing that. Do I think they will? I don't know. I don't. Like, personally, after the way the last three or four months have gone, I, I think it's still going to be stumbling around in the dark. But they're, they're more than capable if they do, like what you just said, this... I mean, the restaurant analogy from Skill-Up's video we talked about last week. They bring you a free meal with a free dessert to gain your loyalty and trust back, and you see a very marked change in the way that they behave and their actions moving forward type of deal. Because Destiny mm-hmm. 2 is like... You and I both, the first 30 hours of the game, were like, this is freaking cool. This is awesome. And then you hit that cliff of, oh, gosh, yeah. this is it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't have anywhere else to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, I can't jump because then that leap of faith is met with Eververse. Mm-hmm. Well, with that said, Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S. And youtube.com slash whooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. All the links from today and more are on our website, destinytheshow.com. Be sure to join us on Discord, discord.me slash destinytheshow. Hop in the conversation. We love chatting with you guys, playing from time to time. You can follow us on Twitter at destinytheshow. You can follow me on YouTube and Twitter at BBKDragoon. Thanks for listening, Guardians, and have a great week. Bye.